This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, Duke fans? Welcome to the Devil's Den podcast. I'm your host, Josh Smith, joined by my co-host, Raul and Shu, coming at you after a... Thriller, I guess, in Cameron on Saturday. So Duke beats Clemson in kind of a sloppy 72-71 game. Um, if you haven't seen already, behind two late, maybe controversial three throws from Tyrese. We'll, we'll dive into that for sure. Um, Duke moves to 15-4, and 6-2, and two, which puts us at second place in the ACC right now. Uh, before we jump into the game, though, Shu, you were on press row for this one. A little bit of a different atmosphere from some of those other games. This is a kind of a marquee ACC game at home. Just kind of walk us through the process. Did it feel different coming in? Did the atmosphere, did it feel different like from the student side, from your side, from press row side? Walk us through what that was like. Yeah, I mean, typically I've been going to these, uh, you know, the non-conference games that were predicted to win by 30, 40 points, you know. Sure. The, Really don't offer a lot of suspense coming into the game. Uh, this time, you know, you had a lot of Clemson fans showing up. So the opposing uh, bench right across from me, there's a lot of Clemson fans there. And then obviously the crazies are just fired up. It's a, you know, big time conference game. And um, shout outs to those guys behind me. They were they were giving it to the Clemson people the whole time. And I was chuckling under my breath. It was pretty, pretty funny. A little 4 p.m. tip there, a little uh, day drunk crazies behind you. Any paint this time or still walking? No, no, but shout out to the dude. I don't, I mean, I came and sat down and and he told me, he was like, thanks for doing your job. It's tough. Or he was like giving me a back rub for a minute. Like, I was like, okay, this dude's awesome. I was like, this is the best crazy I've ever ran into. Like, feeling good. And then uh, chatting with those guys for a minute, um, told them, you know, the whole thing, like, yo, I can't cheer, I can't do anything, but. I gave him dap. I was like, you guys cheer extra loud for me. And nice. So nice. They held it down. I guess walk me through here and we'll kind of skip. We'll come back and kind of dissect it a bit here. But just while we're talking about it, the ending, like two and a half minutes there, the second half, what was the kind of tension like? What was the, could you feel like the, oh, yeah. uh, the energy pickup? Or I think you even mentioned offline that it was as loud as maybe you've even 
Ben and Cameron. So like with the exception of the Carolina game last year for me, you know, I mean, like, yeah, this one was, you know, intense down the, down the stretch, you know, when it's a, it's going back and forth and, um, yeah, it got, it got super loud, especially like I I mentioned off air with that, uh, that like third steal of the, the four steals, um, that sequence, as soon as Proctor got the ball, I mean, it got like deafening there for a second. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a pretty cool, you know, obviously shouts to Adam on that too. Hopefully he's kind of gotten over whatever it was, get well soon, big fella. Um, but definitely a cool moment for you. I'm sure. I, I don't, I think you mentioned kind of like after the game, usually like after the game, you're able to go into the locker room. Most, all the guys are kind of there. I think this one you said was a little bit different, a little bit more cut off. Yeah. I mean, uh, the locker room access, really the only people that were kind of taking questions, uh, McCain obviously was the star of the night and Proctor, um, Mitchell was in there for a minute, but this is the most press that I've been around because Typically in the past, you know, we're playing North Dakota State, what, you know, whoever they're not, they're not bringing press. Like I'm sitting on press row, literally like the three or four guys beside me are all like Clemson press people. Sure. Yeah. Um, so there was a lot more opposing press there. Um, so the, when the locker room availability came open, I mean, it was like everybody, 10 people crowded around McCain, you know, 10 people around Proctor. And I just kind of, yeah, you didn't have back. a story to write either. Right. So there's yeah, no yeah. Real pressure so I, I on actually, that crept back in the media room and listened to Brownell kind of whine, bitch and complain about yeah, cry a little bit. Yeah. 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 So harder, bro. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's jump into it a little bit. I mean, typically we don't do it like this, but since we're only doing a single game, let's just start with the first half. Um, you know, I really liked our energy to start the game. Like I thought we kind of came out right. And then it like really flipped on us like very quickly. And it, all of a sudden it's 10 to five. Um, but from that 10 to five, Point, I thought we might have played some of our best defense that we played maybe all year. I mean, Brendan Marsh, like he tweeted that like Proctor has Gerard in like hell right now. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, he was just stifling him. I think almost all of his looks came in the second half. And even those were like off offensive rebounds or just kind of broken plays. Um, I thought Flip's offense was just not there really all game. Um, really brutal stretches in the first half. But credit to him because I thought he played some incredible defense on Hall. Um, I, we're going to talk about some of the, the the free throws and some of the like comments that were made on that. Um, <laughs> I thought if you wanted to go back and maybe talk and, and cherry pick some foul calls, maybe you could have looked at some of those because him and PJ were kind of going at it. Um, but issue, I'll go to you first year since you were there. Did it look that in, like impressive live? Was it our defense or did you just attribute it to like, okay, you know, Clemson's just missing some shots. They're not in a rhythm. Um, on TV, it looked like our defense was like back to being that top 15. No, I mean, what you said about Proctor, I was kind of keyed on him, especially um, from what my viewpoint. I mean, he's just hounding Gerard through through every kind of screen and whatnot. Uh, I think Gerard might have hit like the first three of the game, and I think that's what he went into halftime with just like three points. I mean, he didn't have a lot. Um, and then obviously the physicality, when you're up that close, like you can, you can hear the you know, the, the, the skin slaps, yeah, yeah, and the, yeah. slaps and everything like it's, it was a lot. Um, and, and, you know, PJ Hall, give him credit, man. The guys that he's a warrior too, you know, him and flip, they weren't going to back down. They were, they were going at it. And, and like you said, I thought flips defense was incredible. It was great. I think he had like four blocks. That might be, I don't mm -hmm. know if that's a career high for him, but, um, you know, I thought he played well on the defensive side. Obviously the offense just wasn't really there for him last yeah. night yeah bro thoughts on the defense 
Well, the first half defense. We'll talk uh, about second. Half I will mention Mitchell also. Mitchell, I thought did a great yeah. job on on Shefflin. Like Shefflin was yeah. it last year? Shefflin went off on. He us killed us last year, man. Yeah, you didn't even know it was there for most of this game. Yeah, yeah. I was going to bring up uh, Mitchell as well. Um, to your point, I thought uh, Mitchell just played a great half of basketball. Yeah, on both ends. Yeah. Um, just, you know, was really aggressive on offense. And then on defense, uh, he was rebounding really well in the first half. We can get into the second half where we uh, kind of stopped crashing the boards, I guess. Because I think Mitchell probably had four or five rebounds in the first half and then finishes with six. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and Flip, Flip's rim protection really impressed me in the first half there. Uh, he was able to be pretty physical and get a body on guys and rotate over without fouling. Uh, and he, he had that nice uh, steal at half court too um, that I think led to some points as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, because what you said, we were down 10 to 5. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. And then, you know, within however many minutes, you know, it was over a fairly long period of time, but we're up 32 to 20. So you can do the math on that. You know, that's what, like a... 27 to 10 run 10 and run yeah yeah um and, and a lot i mean the, the offense was really good too but a lot of that was the defense yeah yeah um the offense was probably good because the defense was so good yeah. right like even and we can talk about this too for a second um like even roach was like playing pretty decent defense man but he, yeah. he was clearly hurt out there right like that didn't have the lift oh, on the shots oh boy and some of those shots that he makes you could just tell yeah. that like his body wasn't responding how he wanted it to right he was get getting good looks yeah, yeah he made that one midi but i think he came up short or something with one or two also yeah, yeah. missed a floater and missed a mid-range as well yeah, yeah. um before we transition to the second half i do think we should talk about you mentioned it being 32 20 with 2.13 left in the half, that, again, is something that's kind of plagued us here is this inability to kind of take what's like, take momentum and just put that team away, right? And granted, Clemson's, they're not a bad team, right? Like, they're they're a decent team. They're a veteran team. So, like, maybe they have some something to do with that. They're not just going to lay down. But to be 32-20 with two minutes left and then to, like, basically not score, right? And then to be a six-point game, so you go from 12 to six, Whereas they could have went easily from 12 to like 18 and then the game's theoretically over pretty much. Um, I thought it should have been more than 12 to begin with. Um, yeah. There were like four possessions in a row. Uh, so Foster hit that three to put us up 12. But before that, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, Flip has an and one rim out or a potential and one. Then he yeah. misses the two free throws. Then on the next possession, I think... Uh, Roach misses a floater. Uh, Mitchell misses a putback. That's when Flip goaltends. Um, <laughs> then, you know, there's another possession where Foster misses like a wide open, like 10 foot shot. Um, so we really could have been up like 36 uh, 20. And at that point, if you just kind of play even for the rest of the half, the game's over. Pretty much. Yeah. But instead, much. we go into the half only up two possessions. Yeah. Yeah. Um issue for you there live were you kind of keeping up with i know when i watch a game live it's just a, such a different um ex viewing experience than it is when you're watching it on tv right it just seems to be um i don't know i can't really put my finger on exactly what it is but there is a difference there did you see anything those last two minutes was this just the typical kind of duke closing a half there did anything stand out to you that we changed that shifted no i mean honestly 
when when you're there in it like uh a lot of part of me was like did i make the right choice of even coming to this game because i've yet to come to a loss <laughs> and i just didn't i knew this was going to be a game that i don't know what was the spread seven point six and a half something like that seven six and a half yeah. did it go to seven yeah i, I knew I, I knew that it was going to be uh one that was going to come down to you know the last couple possessions and so i was more really nervous about that so not really focusing on little changes like that but yeah i mean what you guys mentioned the the fact that we just didn't kind of put them away that's they're one of those teams that you can't let them hang around right you you can't let them let them hang around and get to the end because then they have a little bit of confidence and and they, and they don't they don't really make mistakes either right. i mean they're not a team that turns the ball over a lot in general you know yeah, they're not right. going to beat themselves i know we got four steals but i thought that was more us playing well yeah. yeah. I mean, because they only fin they finished with nine turnovers, yep. right? So they had four in like a minute and a half or whatever it was, not even. Um, so, you know, uh, they had five turnovers for basically 38 yep. minutes of the game, which is elite, elite. Yeah. Um, and credit to us, too. I mean, we only have seven turnovers. Yep. Now, we've done that maybe like all year. You could really argue that we've been really good at not turning the ball over. Um, but uh, yeah, I was actually going to mention that we're, uh, I think, uh, sports reference has us at 354th in the country in number of turnovers per game so that's like pretty much dead last yeah i don't wow. know how many teams there are but there's like got to be like 355 356 or something like that yeah maybe 360 obviously that doesn't adjust for pace but even so that's a remarkable number to me yeah yeah that was impressive um, what we mentioned on our last pod though, and then we'll, we'll kind of take a break and talk about the second half, but we mentioned this was a must win game and it looked maybe kind of for mm, a little bit there yeah. that it was not going to be that. <laughs> um, thankfully we did find a way to pull it out, but we'll, let's talk, we'll jump into the second half when we come back. Cause I want to talk about that defense one more time. Now streaming on Paramount plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel good movie of the year. You dig? One law. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Ha! Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles. Now streaming only on Paramount Plus. Yes. Let's go! It's the most all-star studded challenge ever, and this time it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply. All right. Well, well, let's come back. Let's talk about the second half. So we just mentioned, um, you know, they scored 26 in the first half. What they do? Turn around and put, I think, 45 up in 45. the second half. Uh, it's it's kind of baffling that you can kind of hold a team like that. And then a lot of that's Jar getting Jar got a little loose in the second half. Like that's and I won't say got loose, but. I know two of the threes that he hit were off of offensive rebounds. Like, yeah. they got offensive rebounds, kick it out, he's wide open, and we just can't get there in time. Yeah. We did um, really poorly on the boards overall in this that game. Was, that, I mean, 11 offensive rebounds for them is like to our four. Um, and what did they out-rebound us by nine overall, I think? I mean, yeah. obviously they missed more shots than we did because they shot poorly, but yeah. even so, um, you know, I think Flip finished with four total rebounds. That can't happen. Jared McCain oh, yeah. out rebounded him. Yeah, that's uh that's brutal. Uh four four, yeah, twenty-four minutes for flip. Um kind of a we'll, we'll talk about that. Just maybe flip has his own little segment there. I mean, 
he missed six free throws too, right? Yeah. Like it's uh, not not a great offensive day um, for him. But I, I guess if we want to talk about the positives of the second half, we get another strong performance from Tyrese Proctor, which yep. is starting to trend up on both sides of the ball. Um, finally kind of getting healthy, the confidence back, the swagger's back. Um, him and McCain kind of won the game for us in the oh, second yeah. half. I mean, th- that's what it looked like for me. I don't know if y'all want to chime in on that too, but um, I think McCain made like all of his twos, which is like kind of the inverse of what's been happening, right? <laughs> yeah. like he has been kind of shaky on that end and making the three. Now he was hitting threes too. Um, and, and obviously he gets the steals at the end to kind of there's three straight basically to kind of seal it. Um, I don't know. I mean, what was, what was it like for you there? Well, it looked like our backcourt really just kind of sucked theirs up. I mean, you mentioned Gerard getting loose, but for the most part, I thought we really just won that matchup. Yeah, I mean, you didn't really see much from, uh, what was it, Hunter or, um, yeah, Hunter Wigan. I mean, Wiggins didn't really give him much. Yeah, Hunter, I guess, finished with, came in yeah, Hunter finished with 11, but yeah, I mean, for the most part, the second half, Gerard got, got loose a couple times, and PJ, PJ stepped up and had a little bit better second half. Uh, and that's probably partly because Flip got into foul trouble and was out um, for a good a good portion of it. I think what yeah. Flip went with his fourth foul with like twelve minutes left. Yeah, and, yes. and Young's Young's minutes were not great. Yeah, um, you know what did he finish negative seven there? Yeah, so no, I can remember minus, I remember yeah. Hall scoring several times on him. Yeah, poor Ryan, man. Like he comes in and just it feels like he just gets splashed on immediately, <laughs> right? Like whether he tries to drop or whether he tries to come out, it just doesn't seem to matter. Um, I was I was telling you uh, off air that I was rewatching the end there, and the announcer goes, "Oh, they're subbing Ryan Young in for defense," and I'm like, "What the hell are you talking about?" Yeah. And then immediately Gerard hits a baseline jumper on him, yeah. and on the next possession, uh, he fouls PJ Hall. So four straight points within like 20 seconds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's brutal. I also didn't realize um, he checked into the game for a little bit. The Jack Clark kid, I was like, oh. He's, He's from in Clemson State. now, right? He just yeah. played at State last year. So, um, yeah, in conference transfers are weird, man. I don't, yeah, the portal's always like fine with me, but I'll, I'll never get used to like the in conference transfers. That part's kind of weird. Even seeing Gerard play, maybe because it was orange yeah. and orange again, maybe there wasn't <laughs> as much of a, a thing, but uh, yeah, it's still, still a little bit weird there. Um, well, I want to go straight to kind of the final sequence there. Do we? Is there anything kind of to talk about during that middle portion? I mean, it was back and forth for a little bit. Clemson went on a run. You mentioned the foul trouble from from Flip. Um, Does this final sequence that you're talking about encompass the three that Proctor hit from JJ range? I mean, it was right in front of right in front of John. John, because yeah. he was like, I was telling him, he was like, I was telling him, you got time, and he, yeah, he it was like shot five seconds like, on the shot. Oh, good shot, yeah. good shot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but believe it or not, that was with like six minutes left or something crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. It, it really stretched out. Um, yeah, that put us up like one. I think we were down yeah, two or something. That put us that was, up to sixty. Yeah, okay, put us up uh, to yeah. fifty-nine to fifty-seven. I think that's was right. After after the fifty-seven. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, that's right. I was going to ask you guys though, uh, just your opinions on what went wrong with the defense in the middle there. Was it just flips foul trouble? Was it uh, just effort? What was it there? I know Mitchell missed some rotations. He did not look nearly as impactful on defense as he did in the first half. Obviously, I mentioned the rebounding already. I don't know. I saw some defensive breakdowns. I don't know what you guys were seeing there. There was like a a couple things. There's one uh, that sticks out of my mind where the roller was able to just kind of roll uncontested to the basket. I can't even remember. It was probably Hall. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, to me, again, it's just, we, we have some critiques about the guy, but the non-flip minutes are just so bad, yeah. man. You know, like when you have to put Young at the five there, or even if you bring in a Sean Stewart, I kind of like using that like Mitchell Stewart flip kind yeah. of trio because you can kind of hide it a little bit. You can kind of bring him along and just let him cause havoc in the ways that he can. Well, there, um, down the stretch when Flip came back in, I noticed we put Flip on Shefflin and Mitchell was Garden Hall. Yeah. Once, once he came back in with that fourth foul, um, just, you know, because Shefflin wasn't really a, as being the aggressor that PJ was, I guess. Um, no, nah, he was being more of like a hub, right? Yeah. Like he was kind of like looking to like high low or to like redirect. I thought he did a good job with that. He had four assists. Um, but even then, like Hall, Hall might, Hall might be a little too big for Mitchell. I don't know. What do you guys think? It's pretty big deal. I mean, he's 6'10, yeah. 240. Dude. Yeah. He's, he's a big yeah, he's boy. A big kid. He's a yeah. senior too, right? Um, but even then, he's three of ten from two. Yeah, you know, like it was just we sent him to the line and he knocks down yep. all of his free throws. Yeah. Um, he had those two big threes that just were butter too, man. Like they yeah. didn't even they didn't touch anything. Um, I'm glad you brought up the uh, Mitchell Stewart flip minutes because I was really liking those in the first half, and I think we should try that more often. I know it's ironic because we complained in the offseason like we don't want to see Mitchell at the three again, but. I, for me, if Stewart is going to be out there, I like that variation because uh, just like digging into the numbers um, from like EvanMia.com, he has like two-man, three-man lineups and all that. All the lineups that involve like Stewart without Mitchell are just pretty awful, especially the ones that involve uh, some of our weaker defenders like Foster or McCain. Right. Those lineups are just bleeding points. So I think you can get Stewart some reps and insulate him and get us more size on the court by putting those three guys out there together. Yeah. And Mitchell and Flip are good enough defensively to kind of help him out. Yeah. And then meanwhile, he can give you some rebounding and, know. you know, that mob threat in theory. And all three of those guys can really guard kind of either post yep. position, right? And, and you they can switch. Yeah. 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 Especially like Mitchell and Stewart can kind of like at the foot speed on the perimeter in theory um, to stay with that. So I did like that. I mean, yeah, you know, we get in foul trouble too. Well, Flip gets in foul trouble, so that that has a an impact. <laughs> I don't know if it's so much about the defense too, or just we give them so many offensive rebounds, man. That's such a killer when yep. you play good defense and then it's like an offensive rebound to an open three-point shooter. Or and it felt like there for a segment, like every loose ball was either getting kicked to them or rolled to them, or just like we would make a play on it, and it gets tapped over to them and <laughs> They just had momentum, right? Like they were just kind of digging in. I don't know. She was there anything live there that looked like just fell apart for us, or was it just? No, I think like we mentioned the 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 rebound and the offensive rebound and like just not being able to end the possessions, and then you know you're scrambling around and and they're they're getting wide open threes or you know halls picking. I know they had how many points in the paint there down at the end where we just got you know kind of somebody switched where. You know, Shefflin would foster on him or something. All he's got to do is, you know, go up over over him and score easily. I know that happened like two or three times down in in the paint there the final couple minutes. Yeah, and honestly, man, like they they got pretty decent like contribution from a lot of guys, right? Like you have PJ at nineteen, but then you know Hunter's eleven, Charge thirteen. They got six, two, three, six, seven, four down. So they were getting meaningful kind of contributions from pretty much all of their guys that play. Um, you know, I, we can't really say the same, but I think part of that is just because 
Roach was clearly just hurt, right? Like he's what one for eight in this game. Um, that's just not who he's been really for two years now. So, you know, for us, I think the big main thing is just getting him healthy, you know, and he's out of there too, like the defense, which is really weird because I wouldn't have said two years ago or anything that like we need Roach on the floor to kind of like sustain our defense, but he's been at for us. Um, he doesn't get lost. He doesn't really make mistakes. Um, I think there's just maybe something to be said for that too. Well, I think yeah. Rush Hainline was saying that on the last pod that like by the numbers, he's been uh, our most impactful perimeter defender. And then after him is Proctor, of course. But uh, yeah, so him and Mitchell have been are, have been huge for our defense overall. So having them kind of in and out of the lineup or not at full health, I think has really hurt us. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. All right, let's 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 get to the good stuff here. Let's get to that kind of final minute and a half, two minutes. Um, shoe, what's the what's the air in the building like? As I think it's what it's we're down 69, 65. Yeah. 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 I mean, 69, 65. Um about two minutes left. I remember Flip goes to the line, misses a pair of free throws. It's the second pair that he's missed in the last, you know, the final six minutes. Um but McCain gets that kind of in a. I think Scheffler gets Scheffling gets the rebound. And he's on the baseline, kind of doing a handoff to Hunter or Beetle or something. McCain just kind of pops in there and snags it from him. You know, um, I don't think we ended up getting any points out of that. Though no. we got it to flip. I think we missed that. So yeah, he missed the rim. Yeah. So you know, they come back down. It's still a four point game. That's when McCain jumps the passing lane, gets the layup, cuts it to two. The place is going. Eight, you know, it's going right. crazy. We got a chance. Uh, yeah. You, you come back down. Gerard tries to make an entry pass to Shefflin. That's when Mitchell kind of swims around him, knocks it away. McCain's also digging down, causes Shefflin to bobble it. Again, Proctor gets it in that place. That's when I was mentioning the place. Just it's going bananas. It's the loudest, loudest it's been this year since I was, uh, been in a game. And then is that when we would have called a, called the, uh, timeout and ran that play for, for flip yeah. to actually, uh, like yeah. you said, maybe well, what, you know. Well, maybe, yeah, uh, I was gonna say let's let's pause there, right? And like, okay, so flips our guy, right? Like he's been he's clearly John's guy. Like he knows that he's gonna have a lot of trust in him. But McCain and Proctor had really been carrying us that half. We really were able to kind of get to where we wanted to get against their guards. Um, obviously, in hindsight, now you say that you call that play a hundred times out of one hundred because it worked, and we got the and one and took the lead. But at that moment, you know, Ro, let me go to you first with this too because I know you got some thoughts on it too. What did you make of that kind of decision um, to just ISO flip at the top of the key and tell him to go make a play? Well, you know, I probably I'm sure I've said it on five or ten podcasts by now, but I'm not the biggest fan of the flip centric offense especially kind of like starting out there from the left uh, wing. He was pretty far out too. Um, you know, the the play that uh, Shu mentioned before that when he missed the free throws, uh, I liked that play because it was a nice quick action. But this right. is just like very static and predictable. And he does his classic spin move, you know, nearly travels. He didn't, you know, uh, on the replay, it showed he did. But it's a very clumsy move. And then he manages to throw up this shot that 
somehow goes in. It doesn't hit mm. backboard or anything. It's like a curveball floater that goes in. Yeah. I just don't think that that was necessarily like the highest percentage shot. I also like and with his left hand, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, why I was like, why is he yeah. splitting it was to his left hand? But also the best case scenario there is you tie. Like for me, I would have gone for the lead. I would have drawn up something to get a three. Because in that scenario, you want to increase your odds of winning the game. And I think being up one is going to do that more than being tied. Now, fortunately, we did go up one anyway because he got fouled. But I don't think the play was drawn up to get an and one. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, especially when you get Pro like Proctor and McCain out there who are combined right. like 7 of 13. For well, that's years. what I'm thinking. <laughs> so. Like you're drawing the play for the guy that's got six points at the moment. And, yeah. you know, McCain's at 21. I think... Proctor finished with 18, so he had 16 at the at that moment, you know. And you're like, well, we'll we'll go with look. It worked out. Yeah. 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 I mean, you could you could draw it for um, you know, I'm not saying Flip can't be involved in the action, but maybe he's like in the short roll to make a pass to pass one of the shooters to McCain or, or Foster yeah. in the corner. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and then if they don't close on the lane, then he can just take the shot. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I I think will be a better team in the long run if we sort of shift a little bit of the burden over to our guards. Because right now I feel like the default on any given possession when we don't know what to do is just flip on the left block, flip on the right block. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, it's very static. We've talked about it. Like there's just not enough movement off the ball. Like um, if some of the spacing is really bad too, when, uh, you know, because you're going to have Mitchell out there as well. Um, I took a screenshot of one possession where um, flips on the right block. Uh, Jeremy Roach is on the right wing. Mitchell's kind of on the left wing and Proctor's on the left wing and they're like five feet apart. Proctor needs to be in the corner. Yeah. Or Mitchell needs to be in the corner where he's actually a threat to maybe make a three. Sure. Uh, yeah. And then Stewart's on the floor there too, and he's in the dunker spot. So it's like, what is what is Flip going to do here? Why are we using our personnel that way? Why doesn't uh, Flip come out to the top, set a screen, and then Flip pops, and then the guard's going down the lane with Stewart as a lob threat or something like that? Yeah. Um, and, and of course, the result of that play that I took the screenshot of was a Flip charge. It was in the first half there. I don't know if you remember it. Yeah, right. Great. Yep. Um, <laughs> which is weird too, because like you said, like there is flip offense that's unstoppable, yeah. right? Like those Roach or Proctor like pick and rolls for flip, where he's kind of this short roll creator, yeah. where we just kind of give him the pocket pass. You got Mitchell either right cutting in or just in the dunker spot, and then McCain in the corner is almost unguardable. Yeah. Now, like we can miss the shot, like McCain can miss the three or like whatever can happen, but it's almost impossible to just stop all of that from happening. Um, but again, like you said, it's when we get into those like, okay, he's on the block, the double's not coming. So it's not like McCain's just wide open for the kick out, right? And so when the double doesn't come, that's when it really just starts to stagnate, right? Because as soon as he goes to lower or as soon as he goes to spin, boom, there's three guys. Yep. And then we can't do anything. Um, you know, I we can continue to kind of like track that, I think, but I just think he's too good of a passer too to not get him more just kind of moving and catching and looking to kind of either make the pass or go to the rim. Um, I mean, you know, who has a 59 offensive rating, which was tied for Jeremy Roach for the lowest on the team. And Roach goes one for eight with a bum ankle and knee, you know, so not, not the best game there, but again, I, I thought his defense was really good for most of the game. Um, but 
And the free throws may just be fatigue. I know he is really tired in the first half. Um, yeah, he was visibly winded yeah, there. Yeah, for we a got while. to the TV timeout at one point. I was like, well, we got to get a timeout. These guys are, I mean, you can see he's just walking up. The, the announcers are talking about it too. Like, yeah, like, Dude, okay. these guys are, are straight up gassed. Um, yeah. I mean, but, you know, there's going to be, he, he, what, he finished like five of 11 from the free throw line or something like mm-hmm. that? Yep. There's going to be yep. plenty of games where he goes eight of 11. Um, and then, you know, like we easily could have won this game by six or seven points if we just make more free throws. So yeah. that, that's a silver lining, I guess. Sure, sure. Um, and speaking of like a lot of back and forth on the the Twitterverse there about oh, yeah, the, right. the foul calls, right? And all of that stuff. Um, you know, I mean, on one hand, like Flip gets the one on Shefflin. That was fine, right? I thought that was a foul. Um, but it's not like that it was just like one sided, right? Like PJ was just allowed to come back down. Yeah. And not only did they say, Oh, you only get that call in Cameron with the, for the Proctor free throws, but that's Flip's fifth foul game yeah. on the line, right? Had just made the M one to take it. That pretty that, much that since was PJ weak, at man. the line. That was yeah. weak. I know he reached in, but I thought he got like primarily ball there. Right. And to me, it's and it like wasn't they, bodied and like because he fell no. backwards, you know? Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Well, and the argument was like, oh, well, Proctor initiated contact. You don't think PJ initiated that contact on Flip? Like, what? Yeah. Every post move is the offensive player initiating contact. Well, so I don't that's not, really That's not where that, they but... blew the whistle anyway for the Proctor one. They didn't yeah. blow the whistle on the first bump. They blew it on the second bump. On air. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And, and that was... one was like clearly him hitting him on the arm. Now, yeah, if that... you want, if you wanted to say Proctor pushed off on the first one, sure. Um, like maybe you could argue that maybe. that's not what yeah. the argument people were making. They yeah. were just saying the second one shouldn't have been called. Yeah, my biggest thing was the defender. I think it was it was Beetle, right? That was who was guarding him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he jumped. It, and Seth Davis said that like he jumped from A to B. It wasn't yeah, straight it, up. If you would have stayed on forward. the floor, like they'll they'll let you kind of you know chest up to somebody and kind of body him a little bit. But I mean, the second he jumped, like dude, you're you're in the air with him now. And again, I think who was it that said whatever said you know from A to B. I mean, you've got to let you've got to let a shooter land and and he pretty much crowded up under Proctor as he was shooting a jump shot so i mean any way you look at it it's, well his arm was just like right against his arm too yeah, so, so to a, me that's yeah, it's a, a fair foul yeah. i i didn't see how that one was debatable i think you could make more of a case for the flip and one it was a foul because the guy brings his arms down but it was a pretty light foul yeah. um and then another the other thing i saw on social media was people were this wasn't as big a gripe but about yeah the final uh toss which yeah that was actually a nice heap considering they didn't have a timeout um but you know because uh who better than the two or three we've tried this (laughs) gerard's the one that threw it i mean right right i mean he threw a bullet down there too mitchell's allowed to go for the ball too right it's not like pj had caught it and then he's there to yeah that that ball's that ball's a free-for-all like there's no possession on that and i think mark touched it first yes exactly so he catches it if you touch it first and typically if there is going to be a foul it's on whoever did the second person right Yeah. yeah exactly what i what i saw was it was it was Hall that was trying to catch it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So what I saw was that Hall's like you know kind of pedaling backwards to trying to catch it. Mark is just kind of jumping straight up. Yeah. Hall just barrels barrels into barrels him. into yeah. him. Like to me, yeah. that's that's a Clemson foul, if anything. I think you yeah. don't call anything there because right. it's not clear yeah. who initiated contact. But at the same time, I don't see why Hall would get the call for that when he just ran over Mitchell. Yeah, you, you don't, especially when again it's the balls. There's no possession to it. It's a free for all. It's whoever gets to it first. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So 
Um, it's just it's just annoying because it's like there were plenty of bad calls you could single out throughout the game. Um, you know, on both sides. Uh, if you want to say that that technical at the end of the first half or whatever was weak, I thought um, that was a weak technical. That sure. was a kind of a weak technical, yeah. But I thought there was plenty of times that Mark was getting hit on some right. putbacks in the second oh, yeah. half that weren't getting called. So. But the reality is though, if that play from Proctor, right, if that gets called at any other point. In the game, no Nobody, one cares. Yeah, no one even talks about it. No one says like, "Oh, dude gets all the calls, right?" It's just because it was right there at seven. It, it's what uh, Ben Taylor calls end game bias, right? Where, where certain possessions are, are get inflated for their importance, right? right? When it's clearly across the whole game, it's just a, another possession, um, right? Now I get it. Now, if you want to say that the the old school diehards of like he didn't earn that sure i didn't think it was a good call like a good like setup right you're just like hey proctor go try to create something off the bounce which is not your strong guys right yeah Yeah, like that's him beating people off the dribble is not really what i'm frankly surprised he didn't uh turn his pocket pick when he he went behind his back back. i thought it was not a good dribble yeah i thought it was going to um so you know you take it we we get a little bit of a break there yeah you know go yeah. behind your back and get yeah. stolen <laughs> i was just glad that we finally won one of these kind of close kind of games right because this yeah. team over the last two years had really kind of struggled we're like we're up against arizona right we had a chance again we're up against georgia tech like you can go back and back and back and things have fallen apart for us late and for that to finally kind of go our way was nice but uh one, one well, thing i will say is that i felt like we were pretty composed like the entire time there, even when we're down four, it didn't point. look like we were like rushing or like panicking or anything like that. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. And I'll, I'll say, uh, you know, again, like I, there's been, you know, some criticism of Shire and like, uh, you know, and, and rightly so, maybe to an extent you return all these guys and we're kind of on track for what a five seed or whatever. But there were times last year, uh, there were games like this too, where like the season easily could have gone off the rails and we've, so far at least managed to win those like critical games that kept everything kind of like on track and i thought this game was one of them where if you lose this then you're going up to virginia tech and you're going to unc things get pretty bad pretty quickly so this this game to me was huge yeah yeah i mean we've lost four games by combined 18 points yeah None of yeah. our games are more than two possessions. Yeah, so, much I think better than last year, right? About, yeah, right. in the in the preseason, Smitty Not was like, I just don't want to see blown out. Yeah. yeah, we got blown out a lot last year, right? A lot for like what we're typically used to. Right. Um, so we realize we're setting was... ourselves up for a, a blowout uh, on yeah. Monday. Yeah, well, and that's yeah, let's, that's yeah. a good nice segue there. Um, let's talk about Virginia Tech, right? So this is a team that's top fifty. Well, they're fifty second in Ken Palm. They're right there um blacksburg has been notoriously just awful for us to play in we're like nice point here on the on the outline one in five in our last six appearances mm. there mm. um vt has kind of been a little up and down this year but they got a great win over iowa state on a neutral back in november um they're coming off a three-game winning streak and you can you know obviously the conference isn't what it what it has been but it's still nc state boston college georgia tech they just beat the brakes off of Georgia Tech up there. Um, short turnaround for us, traveling to got some injury health coming up. Um, Kim Pom still likes us by two in this matchup. We can talk about that kind of briefly here. Uh, before I just round table right quick, though, they are second in the conference in three point percentage, first in two point percentage, and free throw percentage. So Ooh, that's not super great there, right? It seems like we might could be due to, to just get lit up from three if we're not careful. Um, 
Obviously, Couture and Padua are still there, your household names. They got this sophomore big kid, um, Win Kid, who's been pretty solid for them. Um, I'd forgotten about Tower Nickel. He's there yeah. as well. Carolina I think we briefly transfer. recruited him for a little bit, right? Did we recruit Tower Nickel? Yeah. I want to say we did. Maybe we did. I know we went to Carolina, but I want to say yeah. maybe we flirted with that or at least kicked the tires. Um, but, you know, whatever. Either way, um, it, it it's hell up there in Blacksburg for Duke, right? Like it's just notoriously been that way. Um, curious to see if we're going to wear the black jerseys in this one or not, but, and we keep having to go there in an unbalanced ACC slate where we played seven of the last eight years in Blacksburg just seems kind of ridiculous to me, but either way, let's round table it right quick. Um, Raul, what is your kind of expectations or thoughts just heading into this game? Seems like a trap. Seems like a short turnaround. Uh, what are you feeling on this? These these next two are brutal. Yeah, I mean, if you were going to circle any game in the season as like a loss, this would be like one of them um, simply because of the short turnaround and then it being before Carolina too. Like, I feel like we're always in danger of losing the game before the UNC game. Um, and, then, and then obviously you mentioned that Blacksburg being a tough place to play. And I just think the matchup too, especially with how we've been struggling on defense lately, just having a team that's just so elite at shooting mm-hmm. and really, you know, from everywhere, uh, that that does worry me. And they've got good guard play. Um, I, I was kind of I was kind of wondering what you guys thought of. I think we should sit Roach, get him ready yeah. for Carolina. I would rather 100%. have a hundred percent healthy Roach. Maybe it's not possible to give him 100% in a week, but... At least 85 90%. Yeah. Maybe then like 50% Saturday. in two games. You know yeah. what I mean? And I also think your chances of worsening the injury playing just like two days later after you were already hobbled are just higher. Yeah. You know, there's a reason NBA players, when they're, you know, their health is questionable, they don't play back-to-backs. Yeah. Um, and this is almost a back-to-back. Essentially, it is because of the travel and all that. Um, so to me... I would just let him sit and like not practice all week. Yeah. And, and get him as no good question to go. for me. No question for me. Um to not because he wasn't even effective anyway. So right. And I want like to not be able to get like the I'm, I know this isn't like a huge marquee matchup, but for me, like I really want to see the Roach RJ matchup at, at Carolina, right? Like I just want to see those guys go at it. They've both been incredible this year. RJ's u- usage and what he's he's being asked to do a little bit more. Um, so his raw stats are there, but Jeremy's advanced numbers are right there, neck and neck with him. He's more efficient than RJ. Uh, well, that might have dipped after going one for eight. We'll see how that how that inflates the numbers at all. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I'd sit Roach and just because we could play him and lose anyway, right? Or yeah. you know, it's I don't know. Um, what do you, what do you think? Should you you down for for sitting Roach or at this point on the flip side of that? I guess the argument is like, man. We can't really afford to drop games either. So I don't know where where are you at with it. Yeah, but I mean, I think like Rose said, going into this season, this is one of the games that I kind of penciled as a how you circle it. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, um, the the drawback is I didn't have the at Georgia Tech or the home mm-hmm. loss to Pitt, so you you kind of lost that buffer with that. But I, I think I'm with you guys. Like I'm surprised we played him at all in the Clemson game. Um, you I know, think that was on him from what yeah, I mean, Shire was saying, it seemed like. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, kudos to Jeremy. He's He's been a warrior for us this year. I mean, he's been incredible. So, I, I you know, if you're going to play, though, I need you to be 100%, you know, because if you're going to be out there, you got to 
there's no easy possessions in these games. You got to, you know, every, every possession matters. So, um, I don't know Virginia Tech's real. I haven't watched them play a lot, so I don't know a lot about their lineup makeup. But I'm assuming like Blake's didn't play at all last game. I mean, yeah. you know, he's going to be fresh. He can throw in a couple minutes. Stewart's still, you know, working his way into it and didn't have a the best showing in the Clemson game. But, um, you know, at least he's getting his reps. Yeah. I mean, this – and this is going to sound really weird, and I'm probably going to eat my words for this. Um, this could be a game where Ryan Young can really help us, I think. Um, it It's very matchup dependent, but I think he can match up with Lynn Kidd. I just do. The guy hasn't shot a single three all year, right? He's that kind of just stay in the paint. Um, you know, now the other kid, the Robbie Byrne, I think, or B-Ran is the other guy that they kind of put beside him. He will shoot some threes. He's 34% on the year, so... You can't switch, though, if you do that. You have to just have Ryan and drop, and he has to stick with Kid because, I mean, Padula, Couture, MJ Collins, those guys are going to come off, and if he's down, like, you already know Couture is just going to – he's going to let him fly, right? Oh, That's yeah. what, what he does against us. Um, he's 43% from three this year on 112 attempts. Padua is at 39% on 97 attempts. They're going to get him up. But really, those are the only two guys that are really going to – I mean – Nichols shot 88 threes for them this year. So, like, he's getting a few up. But it's those two guys that yeah. are going to – and that's where you really wish you had Roach because then you got Proctor and Roach to kind of be on those two, which really can help you out. I don't it's, mind the Ryan Young thing as as long as we can rebound because that's that's what's been killing us is not being able to end the possessions again and, and giving up those those kind of wide-open threes. And it's another know, so. game for the lineup that we like, the, the Mitchell-Stewart flip lineup. I think yeah. that could be really effective with two guards out there with them. Um this is going to sound, I do think it's one of those circled kind of games on the schedule, but at the same time, just the way that our schedule is broken and the way things have went, I kind of think we go up there and get a win. Um, is that kind of outlandish to think anyone else picking us to win between us? I mean, like I said, Kim Palm's got a 75, 73. Um, I'll say Roach doesn't play and we win. I'll say we, we cover. I'll say we win by three. What you got, you, you taking us? Mr. Optimistic oh. 40, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. uh yeah i mean i think it's all about you know if we control padula and couture then yeah i would i would say but man i've seen couture light us up for 30 something i don't think padula's done much against us in the past and knock on wood i hope he doesn't do anything you know in this game so i'll, I'll take us I'll, I'll take us in this one okay Bro, you guys always uh paint me into make, make picking the loss, it. yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I I just think that the circumstances are kind of stacked against us here a little bit. Um, and I've seen better Duke defensive teams in this one get lit up by Virginia Tech spacing, especially up there. So, um, I don't think you know, I don't think it'll be a blowout. Um, I just don't know that. You know, as good as Virginia Tech's offense is, I don't know that they're, you know, they're not like a 90-point-per-game kind of team. So, right. you know, give me like a, a four-point loss, maybe. Okay. Um, yeah. And I will say, too, like if Duke loses this game, it's not really going to do anything to me in terms of like really how I feel, right? It's a short turnaround. We're trying to get healthy. I'm, I'm saying that Roach isn't going to play. So there's really no reason why to pick Duke and, and other than just... It's, it's quad one if we win, too, right? 
or is it maybe yeah yeah okay. it's quad one um, yeah so I, th- I mean that's not a terrible loss if it happened right. no that's fine i mean you lose on the road at blasberg i mean we've done it for yeah. seven years in a row right right, right. so it's you whatever. just can't be dropping the quad three games yeah i think that's fair um okay so we got we got two shoot you, i'm sorry i was not paying attention to you also predicted us to win right on the record i did take us to win what what does you have the spread as two two and a half yeah he's got a 75 73. So it's, it's probably two and a half yeah uh yeah it's gonna be a tight one i don't know if uh three point three point win yeah okay yeah and what i'm thinking what my i'm banking on is just the the continued just streak that proctor's on because if he's awesome um and flip just gets back to like what he has been doing and marks what what mark is i think we could do it right like why not um and i can't see flip having a a bad offensive game like like he just had back to back i think he's gonna you know yeah to me like this is a game and a matchup where he should do a little bit better um you know clemson had better size than they do um so i I think i think flip's gonna have a bounce back game you know whether that results in a win who knows but yeah we'll see um they assist on a lot of their their baskets yeah. right so like that's, that's what, something that, that makes to, me nervous uh, <laughs> the defense really has to be crisp it really yeah. has to be sharp it's kind of hard to do that maybe we can get some momentum coming off that clemson win to win it like that maybe you do um maybe my optimism for this game is just trying to protect against an 0-2 road trip this week mm-hmm. which yeah. You know that wouldn't be ideal um but i don't want to talk about carolina yet we'll come back probably monday or tuesday night and we'll we'll kind of do a, a bigger carolina preview for that one it deserves its own pod so um i guess we can we can wrap it there anything else from vt that we need to hit on or is that somehow but is only a junior feels like he should be like a ninth year senior yeah, i feel like he's been there but, forever yeah um couture too but he has been i guess yeah couture is actually ancient um yeah um, so, so, so shoot, what do you got? Uh, Ryan Young, 75 foot heave for the win. Ooh, uh, I was thinking maybe TJ, you know, only shot he makes all, okay, yeah. he gets in. <laughs> yeah, oh, TJ, man, we hadn't talked about him much, but we'll have to save him for, yeah, I was hoping to see him, either, but... see him here once or twice, but yeah, it is, it is nice that Stewart's playing like a little bit more and a little bit earlier, maybe not even a little bit more, but I like the fact that he's playing in the first half for extended stretches. To yeah. me, that says more than the yeah. total number of minutes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, he's kind of taken what TJ was, the yeah. opportunity TJ had for a little while there yep. seems to have gravitated more towards Sean. So we'll, we'll also see how that continues to track. But, uh, you know, in the meantime, rate, review, subscribe. Obviously, you can find us at the usual places. And for some of y'all, the unusual places, you can find us on the board at thedevilsden.com. You can email us at thedevilsdenpod at gmail.com. You can find us on X slash Twitter at devilsdenpod247. And uh, keep the faces strong in the verb high. Go do. Dude-